Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is John. This is Trav. This is Pixie. Welcome to the Tri-Tac Games Podcast. Your podcast of planning a great vacation without the kids because they've been sent somewhere over the rainbow. Mr. Carter! Mr. Carter! What? Where? When? Talk about taking your class field trip to a whole new level. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the TriTech Games Podcast. We are talking about Fringeworthy, and we are returning to something that we spoke about earlier, but now we're going to talk about it in detail. And that is what do you do with those fringe born? What do you do with those kids that either are discovered to be fringeworthy or are the children of Fringeworthy explorers, or, or anybody who can go through the portal, who is who is uh, capable of carrying offspring and is pregnant, their children become fringeworthy, and they grow up. And what happens then? John's running this, so John, I sure. did the research. We are branching off from episodes, I believe, seventy-nine and eighty-one, which was our original look at Fringeborn. Yeah. I had to research because we have a new listener and I was offering suggestions. So those are the two episodes that this originated from. Okay, just wanted to get that out. John, sir. So what, that's what, 2010? I believe so, yes. Mm, we've yeah. been around a while, folks. Yes. <laughs> this show's almost old enough to actually do a Fringe, fringe Kids adventure. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. As we said, you know, the Fringe Born are, are you know, Kids who are born of, of a, at least a fringe-worthy mother, uh, or as I as I put on my notes, they're kids who were found during a uh, fringe-worthy sweep. Find fringe, you know, doing the sweep of a city, and hey, we found fringe-worthy. It's still in the cradle. <laughs> so yeah, that kid's getting an education they wouldn't believe. But uh, part of this is because uh, this over a lot of discussion. This has been uh, we hashed. I've been hashing over this with some other folks for a couple of weeks now. Uh, Fringe kids is not just about you playing this, uh, playing you know kids. Part of this is actually getting your kids involved. This is more or less trying to. Well, Fringe kids is the junior version of Fringeworthy. That is, we're getting your. 12 to 15 year olds involved and they're playing well 10 to you know 12 to 15 year olds uh in the game they're fringe kids they're fringe born they're they're the kids who've gotten the the best education that you really can't get unless you're fringe worthy you know how many how many people get to study under the under the warriors of the great khan and then the next week busy learn troop movements with the pax romanan legions Right. But but what we're talking about here are people that are going who are fringe worthy and they're going to be going into service with the uh, with IDET or its uh, sister and, and 
brother organizations. So, you know, we're not talking about people who are fringeworthy and, and just happen, you know, to be that, and they don't want anything to do with IDEN. They don't get the big, you know, the big package, okay? <laughs> they It has to be, you know, the governments are willing to pay big bucks, you know, to train and raise and whatever these kids to go to be part of the, uh, especially the part of the, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the protocol core or um, the science core uh, and especially the, um, uh, the Survey Corps and the Exploration Corps. Now, I know we have specific names for each of these things, but I mean, those are the, the main things that they want Fringeworthy to do. And so if you're a child who's Fringeworthy, if you're willing, if or if you, I should say your parents are willing to commit you to this, this course of study, okay, then, uh, yeah, the, you're, you've got a, a pretty sweet deal going on. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, during my construction for I'm looking at it for right now, um, doing my uh, writings for the Savage Worlds, I decided I, we needed an example Fringeborn, so I did the thing. I shipped Waylay and Gordon Conrad together and gave him a kid. Oh Je- no! Yes, <laughs> Jason Conrad, <laughs> uh, who's basically a Fringeborn. He, I, I, I figured that you know, hey, they they got hooked up fairly early and. Yeah, she went through and later afterwards found out, oh, I'm pregnant. And, you know, they do find Fringeworthy. She's Fringeworthy. And all of a sudden he goes down and points to her belly. That's Fringeworthy, too. <laughs> Why am I saying Gordon <laughs> with his rather colorful language as a New York City bicycle messenger really mm-hmm. let out a blue streak when he found that out? What the? You know. Well, he might have been very happy about it. We don't know that. I kind of prefer the what the... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Gordon Conrad's notorious for swearing a blue streak. Uh, he, he's unfiltered when his language is. Oh yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. The only person and they have to consider consider fringeworthy. They they probably, some of them probably put in the effort to learn several. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's probably oh. learned many, many, many new swear words with all the various languages he's learned. That's one of the first things you learn in a new language is how to swear in it. Well, depending yeah. on where you learn it. If you learn it in school like I did with German, no. <laughs> uh, and that's yeah, something that actually... <laughs> Yeah, that is actually some, uh, well. Uh, that that would also depend on the school you go to because well, yeah. Uh, so the first thing I learned was numbers. Yeah, 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 uh, but yeah, a little slight tangent because during this conversation about fringe about fringe kids and fringe born, it was we sort of came to realization that if you're preg- if you're fringe fringe really women who's preggers and you go through in your third trimester. There's enough Broca's area in the kid's head for him to get a language. Oh, that's right. I remember we did mention that. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. taping last year. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's... it's uh, okay, it's... I'm, I'm suddenly glad this isn't a thing that can actually happen <laughs> to me. So yeah. that's the last thing I need is for that to be happening. Well, it, understand, it, his... Learns his, to his... speak and it's fluent... Fluent Swahili, yeah, <laughs> or tag along or whatever language is currently being spoken. Now, if it's, of course, this is like 15, 20 years in the future. He may be coming off the uh, 
the Doggerland portal, which is in the Netherlands. So he's speaking Dutch. Yeah. Of course, he's speaking baby Dutch. Hungry. Yeah, but still. Poop. You know, things like that. You know, it's still, but he, he also can understand you. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing we decided that was anything life-threatening to the kid will be fixed. But it's got to be life-threatening. So if he has Down syndrome, not going to get fixed. But there's lots of worlds that have people who are telepaths. And as such, it's common for mothers or I should, you know, or the, the, the uh, fetus carrier, whoever that might be, to speak uh, in, in, in uh, great length to their unborn child yeah so you know this is this is actually not so strange um it just is strange to us because we have no experience with that yeah Uh, Yeah, i agree uh, who else am i gonna talk to well yeah (laughs) and and we're not even talking about the people you know the, the various races that have um a genetic memory that gets passed on where they're literally, they come out of the womb speaking. Oh yeah. Because you know, they, they, and, and there's could sit, certainly be lots of for an alternate earth where that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Jason. Uh, you know, he's, he inherited his mother's genes. He's, he's psionic. Oh boy. Yeah. So yeah, he, and what was this? What did powers I give him? Oh, empathy, telepathy, and disguise. Great power. Disguise? Disguise. <laughs> How's that a psychic power? Yeah, it's Savage Worlds. It's a psychic power. He can, you know, where, where, where's Jason? Oh. Where's Jason? And you realize, I don't see Jason out there. It Jason, sounds, quit it, hiding. It, it, sounds like, it, it sounds like a psychic illusion. Is it yeah. psychic invisibility like the shadow? It's not even a problem. The first time that happens, you lose Jack his ass, and I mean that literally. <laughs> Don't forget, mom is also psychic. So you, try hiding from mom. Yeah, good luck there. <laughs> Telepathic. Yeah. This doesn't mean she can, like, you know, hunt. <laughs> well, also, he's fringeworthy, too. So just whip the key out and. Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unless, of course, he's at school. And for one thing, you're going to. So part of the being fringe born is that you're going to be going to school. Now, for the most part, uh, I would say until age, what, 12? You're going to be going to school on your home world, whatever yeah. that is, because you're not really old enough and not responsible enough. Oh, uh, I, I, I would say that's I would say that's probably a a, a fair assessment for yeah. yeah yeah. But you are getting an education that um, well, well, even then, on your home world, you're going to be learning about all these other worlds, and we discussed mm-hmm. that this whole fringe kids fringe academy mm-hmm. sub arc. Is going to be in the well, at 50, least in the medium campaign, fifteen yeah, to twenty uh, years after Fringe Discovery. Yes. So those first two years, these kids are already going to be learning about the myriad of worlds that are out there. Okay, these are the members of the various uh, New Commonwealth worlds. These yeah, are yeah. worlds that we have explored. These are the things you're going to expect being a Fringe traveler. Mm-hmm. Things that. Their parents, let's say they're two non-French worthies and their kid just happens to get the right quantum signature. Their parents will never know what it is that their kid's about to go through. So, yeah, just even the first two years of education, ages, you know, 10 and 11, they're going to be learning things that no one else on the planet will be able to learn. 
Oh, yeah. One of the things I did with my uh, playtest was they're on Br- British Empire Earth, and um, Todd's characters had to do a fine fringery sweep. He found one in the pram with his loving parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, you know what's going to happen to this kid? He's going to be, you know, they may actually consider when he gets old enough sending him to Earth, to United Nations Earth, Earth Prime, for a better education. Or maybe back and forth. You never know. I mean, it's it's one yeah. of those things. Is if it's safe, or especially if your parents are, if your if your mother's fringe worthy, there's a good chance she'll be shipping you to various worlds for education where you're a kid. So you may still get that you know education, but you got a parent with you at that point. Yeah. Up until you get about age twelve, yeah. then it's sort of like okay, this is equivalent of British boarding school yep. at this point. Hogwarts, another great example. You know, it's time to send the kids out to basically, well, kind of fend for themselves. Because at least for some of the some of the cultures out there, Pax Romana, the Mongols, yeah, this is about the time they would send the kids out to learn basically, things and become apprentices. Basically, that that would be the point where it gets more hands on than what you learn from your home world. Yes, less theory, more practicum. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. But like you might have no. had a, you might have had a few. Guest lectures or whatnot, but mm-hmm. it's compared to actually meeting those people. Oh yes, uh, they would love to send the kids. One of the first stops would be Erd, because it's a it's one point two Gs. We gonna build those muscles up on you. Oh yes, exactly. <laughs> Strength and endurance training. Yeah, if you're spending right. enough time on a higher gravity world and then you go back to a lower gravity world. Oh, no, you got a 12, 13-year-old kid all of a sudden throwing you, well, not throwing you around like a rag doll, but you're going to feel that punch? Hey, yeah. What do you think, what do you think all, the, all, the, all the Golden Horde uh, fringe where they go for training? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I really like the idea of weight training without actually having to do anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Strengthen that heart of yours. <laughs> Oh yeah, a lot of endurance. So you can you can almost uh, you and can then, just uh, justify getting a bonus to strength at that point. And con, mm-hmm. and because you're building uh, up stamina as well. I would think maybe a lower gravity world so they can learn how to control that strength. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't really have anything lower gravity. Oh yes, we do. We have Victorian Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying well. Just a lower gravity environment, so they can learn no, no. To actually control it. So Victorian Mars has a breathable atmosphere, so you can John Carter all you want there. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It would be yes. <laughs> that would be epic. Uh, oh but no, she, yeah, you've seen the movie, Josie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Books. <laughs> I that's liked it. Wolf gave me the books. Yeah, yeah. This oh, okay, was cool. a thousand Every- times better than the movie. Yeah, everyone wore too many clothes in the movie. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> did look who made the movie Disney. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, that's beside the point. Uh, what was I? <laughs> did I lose the point already? Yes, I did. You you were talking about places that they would go as part part of their education. And, and like I said, there. Th- Sorry, my my fault for the. No, no worries. It's all good. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I figured it was. It, it was pretty much. If, if you're going to do mm-hmm. strength and endurance training on a higher gravity world, yeah, you're going to then teach them how to control that on a lower gravity setting, so that they can not 
beat people to death when they go back home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that would be a good... That actually is a good point. I never thought about that. Well, okay, <laughs> real quick, since we're on this, let, let's go down this route. Let's see how, go, how far this rabbit hole goes. <laughs> let's figure out on all the world's... Not even six to six. We can go out a little farther to other worlds that mm-hmm. Unita and Teus and all the others have links to. And what are you going to learn on these worlds? We'll throw a world out. What do they learn? Oh, heck, there's one that's near and dear to all our hearts. Uh, especially if they have a kid who's fringeworthy. Bureau 13. Uh, that was, oh, man, stole that <laughs> right out of my head, son. Oh, no, to learn about... In your notes, you said you know the 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 six you know core worlds, and I was like, by the time that we're talking about as having a large number of them, they would have they would have found Bureau Thirteen World, a paranormal Earth. So I'm not would not be surprised if they had Fringeworthy in you know the the core from that. But the main reason they did that because well they're in the book. And if the GM wants to go to Bureau 13 Earth, they can. They can work out how everything works there, too. Well, but I think it, we decided well, I they and, were like year and, three or so when they found Bureau mm-hmm. 13. Uh, it was still uh, in the uh, early uh, campaign. The, the way I'm going to put this is sounds funny in my head. Mm-hmm. One, of the th- one of the things they're definitely going to learn there, the monsters that live under your bed, they're real. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. yep. I think, the, okay. Oh my god! And they can and they can go meet Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's a kid with a list. Okay, this is how you screwed up that one year. <laughs> Here, here's the kicker about taking these Fringeborn to mm-hmm. thirteen prime, positive thirteen prime. Mm-hmm. Colonel Talbot, Shay Talbot, the character I put into Bureau Thirteen OGL, mm-hmm. would find this to be a wonderful cultural exchange program because remember. She's originally from British Empire Earth, then yep. spent time on United Nations Earth, and then after the big, you know, Santa is missing adventure, that's when she realized, I, I can write my own meal ticket here. I could be useful between all three worlds, and yet mm-hmm. I get to work here on this world where magic exists. So when Colonel Talbot occasionally gets a diesel bus load of, you know, an SUV full of Fringeborn, <laughs> yeah, she'll want to send them on tours because it's like, okay, we're going to take you to various things that we know you're going to learn about how magic and Psy and the alien stuff works because well, here we have it in plenty. Theoretically, if they arrive at the right time, the two times a year, there's, well, no... <sighs> I don't want to, uh, mm, that's agents only. Take away the idea of the year and the day. Yeah, you can't, no, 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 no. Yeah, no yeah. main training, no, don't even take them there. Yeah. That's, yeah. no, that that would be if they want to be like part of uh, Talbot's Raiders, which right now are, as I put it, the five agents of Bureau 13 who just happen to be fringeworthy. If they want to join Bureau 13 and be like an exchange agent, like how the farm does it, then they would go through the Banger Main agent training. Until well, then, no. Well, remember our previous episode where we had the, you know, the Bureau 13 family edition. What happens if Junior, you find out Junior, you know, he's five years old, is fringeworthy? 
I think it would be what sent if you to do? a certain school, but it wouldn't be in Bangor, Maine. No, but he may be. Yeah, yeah, he may be. And yeah, 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 he may be. We were always talking about the bureau about the team mage. That could be the team mage. That five year old kid. He's got well, magical abilities. You, you assume. You assume, but you know, hey, if I'm going to make a kid in Bureau Thirteen Earth, he's going to know magic as a character. As a character, why? Why? Because I want why? to. Why? Because I want well, to. <laughs> gee, John. I mean, but that that's okay. You know, player fiat's not the same thing as it making sense in what we're talking about. You know, ninety percent over. You know, most people are in Bureau Thirteen in Paranormal Earth are just people. Okay, and so therefore, most of the fringeworthy that they find are not going to have psychic powers. Yes, the player characters certainly can have that. But I'm just saying, though, is is that you know don't discard you know when we're talking about this, we need to talk about everybody. Yeah, and, yeah, and and all you know, there, we do have the tradition from the original rules that if you know if you come from a magic family, you probably know how to do magic. So there is that possibility. There's a well, te- yeah, family I mean, team. I mean, it, it, it's <laughs> if it's from a magic family, yeah. If this kid all of a sudden sprouts out to normal, okay, we'll use the term Muggle parents, and he's got the abilities of a D and D sorcerer, where it's you know a, a, a mutation to mm-hmm. the ability to handle magic. Okay, fine. Then the bureau finds out about him and says, "We will take him to a special school." I'm sure that the Bureau have special training schools for <clears throat> unique children, mm-hmm. kind of like Xavier's, all over the country. Oh, yeah. They don't need yeah. to take them to Bangor, Maine until they're 18. Yeah. Actually, you know, that actually is a good point, because I was thinking of, because we're talking, oh, we, we also use the phrase fringe academy. Yeah. There is, there is, a, there is uh, you know, the fringe academy is like, at least on the nine worlds, it's sort of spread out. There's a there's a element of the French Academy on all nine uh, on all nine worlds. The Earth's campuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one and one example would be uh, near and dear to our hearts. It's also a young adult genre. Harry Potter, Hogwarts. I mean, if you think about, it, you got kids who have special abilities who can do unique things. They're not. They're rare on the ground. Not very many magic users compared to the Muggles, yeah. And, and they and they're growing up with this power. Hey, you're fringe worthy. Not very many of those on the ground, and you're growing up with this ability. <laughs> it's of kind them, of a, some of them know about it from the beginning. Others, mm-hmm. don't. yeah. So, you know, you may not know. You know, your three year old gets found during a sweep, and this cute little uh, Chinese woman tells you, "Yo, your child's fringe worthy." What? Here's a million dollars. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you won the lottery. Uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, I think by year 20, it's more like, oh, your kid's friends rate. Well, how much is that worth to us? Eh, $200,000. Yeah. No one's got the money. You know, it's, you're getting a lot more fringe rate, especially now they discovered you can just pump them out. Um, I, I we, we worried about this, you know, when we talk about fringe born. The tendency of oh you're pregnant go to the portal, and we've and, and <laughs> we hinted 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 mm-hmm. over the years, mm-hmm. and that's all we've done is hinted because it yep. would be a very dark episode that yep. there are Earths out there with governments. Mm-hmm. We'll just call them black projects and we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
One thing I did think about and did some research on, we always mention how the Tazeel and the Demixi are kind of screwed in this because, well, they lay eggs. There is a short window of opportunity for them to go through the portal and make their eggs, make the embryos in the eggs fringely, and that's before the sh- the outer outer shell forms properly. Because once the shell forms properly, they lay eggs if they go through the portal. Yeah, well, that yeah. See, and that would be a matter of timing. Now, the Demixie, because they've got technology similar to Earth, they'd mm-hmm. be able to detect it a little easier. Tazeel, remember the Tazeel are in the Iron Age. So uh, but D- egg layers, egg layers. Egg layers kind of know when they when they got eggs growing inside of them. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, by the time 15, 20 years comes around, both of those worlds would have Earth Prime's advanced scientific knowledge to tell exactly, oh, you're at this point, fine. You are to be at this point, at this time, be at the portal, be ready. We're walking you through, and you'll be able to pop out, you know, well, however rem- many eggs. Remember, according to what Richard said, the entire religious cast are all fringeworthy. Yeah. And you know what? I wouldn't put past them having a <clears throat> conjugal visit room in the temple. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm and, gonna, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, for the Gloria Tamak, come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, you know, hey, look, a topic, let's keep on it. Yeah. Yes. All yes. right. Uh, but still, yeah, let's, let's it's, it's, do that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, it, it, they have the visit and then the female goes to the portal more than once. And when she realizes I got eggs and she's been walking to the portal enough, she knows she's got fringeworthy eggs and goes out, lays them a little bit closer to the village than the other normal eggs that be, would normally be laid. Because remember we said, you know, the, the, the zeal lay their eggs out in the desert and the survivors in the swamp, yeah, in the swamp, and the survivors yeah. are the ones that are you know brought Make into it back, it. yeah, yeah. She might lay her eggs closer to the closer to the village, or closer to the temple yeah. complex, just so your kids make it back. And the Demixi, you know, they would probably have their own little areas where they, because the Demixi, from what I remember, <laughs> they have They're spiders, yeah, but they have psychology very similar to humans. Mm-hmm. So they would want that that comfort area where, okay, our eggs are safe and, you know, we have them in our place and a special area for the them nest. to form. Yeah, yeah. nest. Yeah. The, they, they want the, the nest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they're going to want, and once they have that, I mean, I forget how many eggs each race lays. Uh, I don't think we lay, I think the make the Tazeel lay one or two, and I think no up to three. I think. Yeah, but the Demixi, you know, spiders pop out a lot of eggs. Yeah. There's a reason that the, the there's a reason it's called an egg sack. Yeah. 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 So you're gonna have you know massive amounts of, I I would think actually, there would be a, a decent amount of Demixi. Fringe children. Once they realize it, yeah. Yeah, once, once they get that all together, you know, Earth Prime will sit there and tell them, hey, you know, you guys pop out, you know, 25 eggs at once. Get to that portal. As soon as you find out you're ready to go, boom. Yeah. And, you know, take a tip of a hat from Zazil. Have the conjugal visit room. Yeah. 
Heck, if you don't think there would be conjugal visit rooms on Earth Prime, <laughs> you got to think. Hey, you know, in Japan, the, there'd be why. Well, what, 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 well, what's the necessity? Well, actually, for visiting to Zeal. Or to Zeal decided to set up shop and live on, on Earth Prime, but they still want to have to fringe for the kids. They want to be close to the portal when they go about making a family. Yeah, it just seems like something that could be easily planned. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, We're talking Japan. We're talking like the Odo Island, the Japanese. The Japanese yeah, I was going to say, Hatsumi, that's not going to fly. They're going to be like, yeah. You're serious. You want us to do that here? I understand? You know, Japanese go to go to see the Northern Lights so they can have Nookie. No, so they so they can produce superior children. Yeah. They're not going to want that in Hatsumi. <laughs> They're going to. That's going to be formed at either the Dogger Land or in the Odor Island because they're the, they're the most they're going to be year round you know year round twenty four twenty four by seven por- uh, portal access. Yeah. Yeah, so they're the two that will, you know, the Dutch in in, in the North Sea by by the Netherlands and uh, just a little bit southeast of Japan. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, the Sea of Japan and the North Sea. They have those under once they get mm-hmm. under sea bases going. Yeah. Well, above no. The, the, remember the the warps are going to be on the on the land. Yeah. No. And it, 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 let's be honest, making an island is a lot easier than making an undersea base, and a lot easier to get to when you have problems. Yeah, yeah, and it's cheaper. Yeah, you know, it's you know it's but even the base is cooler. Please <laughs> Minecraft. I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I drowned at least six times trying to build an underground base. So don't tell me. It, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I, I need to actually get back into it and and get working on the castle. But yeah, this is this is the era of I hate to say it, this is the era where Hatsumi uh, Hatsumi is more or less the research base now because yeah. you got twenty four hour twenty four by seven access at two different places next to both of which next to major shipping lanes. I mean, I was looking at the map and where Odo Island would be, it's on a major shipping lane for Tokyo. Oh yeah. And then North Sea, well, that's the North Sea. You're serving Britain and Scandinavia. Uh, so yeah. But but where it ends up, because looking at where it would end up at in the Netherlands, it's right just north of Amsterdam. Oh one geez. of the biggest shipping ports in, in Europe. <laughs> so you have these two major ports. Yeah, that's if some you know yeah, people still go. You know, you need a folks go to Alice Springs, but if you're a visitor, you go to Tokyo. Yeah, John, can we get back to the first board? Yes, yes, you're right. Anyway, so but beyond all that, so you have your you got your kids. So up mm. until age twelve, they're going to school. Maybe some field trips to other worlds, uh, heavily chaperoned. I mean, you know, if you don't think Team One is busy riding shotgun on Waylay, taking Jason to. Uh, um, Mongol Earth, you got everything coming. Uh, <laughs> oh no, Jason. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, oh god, what's the name of the new Team One guy? Dimitri. Yes. Now it's a four-person team. You have Waylay, Sayuri Tanuma, Gordon Conrad, and now Dimitri. Yeah. Oh yeah, they'd be riding shotgun, and you know, Jason, you know, be sitting there in the cupola, going, "Can I shoot the machine gun?" No. <laughs> How about now? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be, yeah, go for it, son. It depends who's up there. If it's if it's Gordon, probably no. If it's Dimitri, ah, no problem. Here, let me cock it for you. 
Yeah, just shoot that way. Don't do shoot that. Yeah, way. And that's the point where you hear, uh, or if it's Dimitri in the front, you hear from uh, from Gordon. What are you teaching my kid? Yeah. <laughs> Proper rain shooting. Shoot in short bursts. <laughs> <laughs> and Sayuri, the commander of the team, be like, "I'm gonna make all four of you walk." I swear <laughs> by all that is just and holy. Yeah. Okay, oh. so we have we have Bureau Thirteen would teach him magic and supernatural. Mm-hmm. We could have okay. What would the Erders and the Norlanders teach him? Ah, wait a second. I got that down there in my list. Uh, do, 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 do. Where is that? The Norlanders, you said, would teach them swordplay. Yes, because that's something they they really are. The Norlanders are medieval. They are, and they, they would be. And looking at the uh, skill tendencies from the, and proud of yes, it. Yes, and proud of it. And they would teach them all. And they teach them proper, not Hollywood swordplay. They teach them correct swordplay. You know, ever oh, see the guy like, who does? Oh, kind of like Aegis Consulting does in Ann Arbor. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, yes. You don't hold. You never. You, you don't only hold the sword by the hilt. You also put your hands. Some swords are designed to be gripped with both hands above the hilt. And there's other move. Anyway, but that's besides the point. They teach proper sword sword fighting. I would uh, think also with the Nordlanders and the Erders, they would teach how to get along in more medieval cultures. Oh yes. So you would have just local knowledge of that type of culture. You're going to, these fringe kids are going to be coming upon worlds that mm-hmm. are of a medieval level of technology, culture, society. Yeah. What better way to learn how to do that from a society that is open to them and they can see it firsthand. So yeah. not just a sword play. It's going to be like, okay, this is how you treat a noble in this time. This is yeah. how you would deal with this type of problem in this world. So that would also help with the Norlanders and the Erders. Well, no, the Erders are 1950s. They're just remember the 1950s level technology because they're the guys oh, building yeah. building the diesel trucks and so forth. Oh yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, yeah. It's been a while since we've done the let's yeah. elaborate on one a one page culture. Yeah. So yeah, the Erders, besides the strength and endurance training, mechanical engineering. Okay. Uh, golden hordes. Oh God. Let's see. Sword plays. Survival. Oh no, no. Riding and motocross skills. Because this is the only place where you they'll teach you how to ride a horse with using just your legs. Yeah. So your hands are free. Oh, no, but also, horsemanship, yeah. But also, forget, don't forget, once they saw motorcycles, they had to have them. And yeah, but teach even you, then, they're not gonna they're not gonna totally give up on. No. Yeah, you're you're gonna learn you're gonna learn horsemanship from the Mongols, who were to this day are probably some of the mm-hmm. best horsemen on the planet. Yeah, and you're gonna. <laughs> you're gonna learn how to take care of a horse. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Well, also, the Mongols were incredible acrobats and hunters and archers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're gonna be learning all that type of stuff from the Golden Horde there. Yeah, but don't forget the Mongol French way. They will also teach you how to run, run, do a one-handed motocrossing with a semi-automatic in the other hand. Remember, the other hand is your left hand, because on most motocross bikes, the right hand is the is the throttle. Yeah. And it's also the front brake, so you learn how to brake and not go over the handlebars. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got that from the Golden Hoarders. Okay. Yeah, Norman let's see. Hoarders, the Tazeel swordplay and tracking yep. and more of that. Well, strength training, uh, see, Tazeel, uh, survival skills. Yeah. I mean, they are they are about, you know, they are about survival from them. Yeah, because but yes, they more are st- still PL1, I think, by 15, 20 years 
they yeah. might start getting a medieval level technology. But also not not only swordplay, but if you remember the, all the illustrations, they're they're armed with spears. Yeah. So, so right. full arm fighting. Yeah. Which is a totally right. different set of skills. Oh no! Um, that's in, that's in correct. My, in the Maze World campaign, Jeff, Jeff the Ref, who's been on this pod, he pl- I we have him play a Tazio, and we're just—it's like a Klingon with scales, and he's rocking it, and he uses and he a double-bladed is, sword. As soon as you explained it like that, he was like, "I got this. I'm in." Yeah, yep. but so oh no, he uses the double-bladed sword, which just mm-hmm. yeah. So any type of sword, staff, pole arm. Mm-hmm. Arrows are their ranged weapons, but let's yeah. face it, it's you give them something bladed with a half um a shaft or a hilt on it, and the Tazeel will just own it. Yeah. So on British Empire Earth. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On British Empire Earth, weird science and steam technology. And also diplomacy. Oh, if yes. you're going to learn diplomacy, you mm-hmm. go to that earth. Yeah, Mycroft uh, would Mycroft would make it mandatory. <laughs> you are not uh, going to embarrass the Commonwealth by mm-hmm. wandering around and being an oaf. Yes, and of course, United Nations Earth, Earth Prime, advanced technology. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, because we we've already set in stone that Earth Prime, as far as tech goes, is the big boy on the block. Yep, Pax Romana, you'll be learning advanced military tactics from. The Romans, the Roman who, legions, come on! Yes, yes, and Roman legions who've learned how to use black powder weapons and now are, and now are using automatic and semi-automatic weapons. Oh, by 15, yeah. 20 years, yeah, they've got. <laughs> they'd go. AK forty-seven. Yes, I will use this. Grazie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because remember, the AK forty-seven is a lot better than the M sixteen. Get get rid of well, the jingoistic attitude, folks. The AK forty-seven. It's been proven to beat the M sixteen. Well, down. okay. The AK forty seven, yes. Okay, the main. I, the, I, I have. Um, go ahead. Well, I, I I don't really know much about either. Well, okay. The AK forty the the main thing about the AK forty seven is well, it's more friendlier to untrained troops, and also it survives better if you like drop it in water or or yes. other environmental so, factors. The M sixteen is really picky. Uh, from a, but go ahead. Well, I, I would say based on those, uh, I would say based on those factors, from a tactical standpoint, if you're teaching people, that would be one of the best things to use. Yeah, though the Romans would probably not want fully automatic weapons because their skill, their their skill set's still around single shot weapons. But being having either bolt action or, or semi automatic weapons would probably be more their kit. And yes. So, so which of these weapons are the Fringeborn going to be practicing with, John? That's a good question. Uh, I'd say it, it, it will come. Up, I think it will depend entirely on the GM's uh, preferences. Myself, it would be the FNN uh, Scar, which is the current military weapon we have right now, uh, because it's well, because it, how can I say it? The, the AK-47 is also known as the world's p- most popular terrorist weapon. <laughs> well, it's been because it's been the Soviets. <laughs> Let's see, the Soviets had it, and then the Chinese made their quote-unquote yeah. knockoff version, and then it yeah. got sold all throughout the black markets. But by this, by the mid, by the, it's by, so easy to use. Yes. But by the mid- so a, a, 12 to four, a, 12 to, a 10 to 14 per, old person is going to have no trouble handling oh, it. Yeah, Is that child, what you're telling us? Yeah, child soldiers do it today in our world. 
Yeah, unfortunately they do. I mean, we're, kid, we're talking kids about the same age we're talking about. Uh, the the child soldiers of of the uh, of Africa are basically running around with AK forty sevens, and they're ten to fifteen years old. Yeah, right. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. as as safe as these worlds are, mm-hmm. you still have to prepare them for what's out there. So yeah. there's going to be some aspects that are going to be like making them into little child soldiers. Yeah, in a and- way. Little child generals yeah. too, well, yeah. Yeah, because to one of the things that's going to happen on worlds like the uh, the Pax Romana and other places like that, they have a strong military tradition. Is they're going to give them real? They're going to say, "Okay, we want you to make a battle plan," and oh, yeah. at the end of, at the end of it, they're going to say, "Okay, now we got uh, we've assigned Legion B to your battle plan, and uh, uh, you over there, uh, we've assigned Legion C to your battle plan. Let's see which one of your battle plan works." And they're going to pit them against each other, yeah. and you're going to be and these kids are going to be going. People's lives are now well, happening, stopping because of this. Well, well only if they're accidents, because if they're if this is a training battle, it's more like they'd be using wooden weapons and so forth. But yes, you still can in, injured and hurt. Tra- training exercises for for new commanders. Yeah, because yeah, the, Rom- yeah, the Romans were tactically the tightest army in history. Mm-hmm. The fact oh, that yeah. they are getting trained by Roman legionnaires. Mm-hmm. Even ones who have gone up and they're starting to use gunpowder weapons. Because remember, 15 to 20 years, they're going to graduate past oh. black powder and oh, they're no. going to be using straight Tra- gunpowder. Tra- remember, it's 1500s on Pax Romana. They've already had black powder weapons for at least 200 years. Yeah, so they're already to the point where they've got... Tactics for them. Yeah, well, but I'm just a lot saying of it, a, a lot of it is a volley fire, and if, and if you're close to the troops, a volley fire, then you drop your weapons and pull out your gladiuses and go in hand to hand. At that point, oh, phalanx <laughs> fighting, oh yeah, with the gladius <laughs> and the tower shield, and musketeers in the background, you know, pot shotting the commanders on the other side. Yeah, yeah, but just <laughs> still, those kids will learn the height of military combat. From mm-hmm. the Pax Romana. Oh, yeah. Because the Pax Romana are not going to want them to go out and say, oh, yeah, I got trained on Pax Romana, and I don't know the squat. <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, you know, you got trained properly. I want, you know, and so they're going to no, test if, them. They're going to test them before they yeah. leave. If nothing else, they're going to do that so that they don't, so that they, they don't get embarrassed by these kids. Exactly right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. These Roman generals are going to be like, okay, you're you're bringing us these children from other worlds. We're going to train them, and they're gonna and their enemies will know that they've been trained by the best armies on the fringe paths. They're they, going to fight. Will be, that will be their targets, their praise, their opponents' last thought. I'm effectively so, just been killed by a Roman legionnaire. So what it sounds like they're going to train them that hard. So what it sounds like. Ever, you know, we've all seen Samurai Jack. Yeah, it so, sounds like <laughs> episode one, where Samurai Jack gets his training. This is the training montage for these kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to. Uh, I prefer Kenichi, the uh, the mightiest <laughs> disciple. Thank you. Very <laughs> all right, much. all right. But still, yeah, I'm, you know, I, anything. I'm going to stick with my Samurai Jack. Yeah, but okay, yeah. Let, it, let's see what other worlds we've done. Oh, Air, did, well, 
Well, the Mixie, they're going to learn about, you know, weaving and structural engineering. Uh, oh, with, yeah, the with... heavy, yeah, the Demixie, their, their jam is um, heavy construction techniques. Yeah, with, with yeah, and a whole lot of being able to not throw up every time you look, you know, eat, you look at your meal. Yeah, because yeah, unfortunately, and, and, oh yeah, you get you, you yeah. get it and it's and it's still wiggling and, in and, the silk and, the silk wrapping. Yeah, and you're gonna find out the hard way if there's any people afraid of spiders in the group. Yeah. Oh yeah, there'd be a lot. What? That's why you go to. That's where you go to to the blizzness. That's where you learn meditation and relaxation. Oh, I did. I was, I was, I was, I was wondering. Like, yeah, yeah. Take some is afraid of. Take some is afraid of spiders to to the mixy world. Talk about your desensitization. Desensitization. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you might want to bring um, a blizzness with you when you do that. that you may. You may have a you may have a calf with you because hey yes the blizzards are universal fringery but they're not hey more, a pair, pair of parents may not be above seeing their kid for better better schooling and training. You, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Well, hey, all technically all blizzards are fringe born, so yes. we're, so one of the player characters could be a blizzness. Right. So. So he's there along with everyone else. Learning about new technology and so forth, but he's also the guy. Who, okay, everyone's nervous. I'm gonna sit here and go bliss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that, that. Yeah, of course. That's when you learn to mixy or into repelling, and you know, hey, when you can, they, hey, since you Hold can on. make your own repelling line, repelling, they can make their own repelling line. They're into, you know, I think a lot of them are into mountain climbing. Uh, and repelling. Yeah, it's because they can stick to the side of the mountain. That's why. Yeah, and yeah, and well, no, they're way too. Yeah, they're yeah. way too heavy for any. You know, they may have claws in their feet, but they are not. They don't stick like spiders do because they yeah. they weigh a couple hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and you're on these woven pathways, and yeah, you may want to wear snowshoes because they're because the mix you know how to place their feet, and you yeah. don't so. Yeah, snow. I have to say white or yeah, I say snowshoes, white shoes so you can walk and not fall through the holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the, the fact that the mixie are running across them, you know, and, and which means they're bouncy, bouncy. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be really fun for kids to get used to until one kid realizes, you know what? If we bounce, and he's all of a sudden you see this one kid bunny hopping down the pathway. Yep. Oh yeah. And not be afraid of hanging off the edge. And the fact that the Mixie are much like the the uh, Empire handrails. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> those are things people use. <laughs> you two-leggers have I, no I sense of I balance. Might, <laughs> I think I might have issues with that world. Owing to the fact that I can't stand anything between... I, I can't stand there being nothing between me and the open air. Yeah, yeah, I I also get a bit of vertigo too in heights, so it would be. Yeah, I would imagine after the, the first three or four times I empty my stomach from being up there, I'd probably get used to uh, it. Though. Don't, <laughs> I don't feel like that, right? So you have this group of fringe of fringe of fringe born from various worlds. They've been put together as a cadre for training because. Mm -hmm. Unless people are trying to mass produce produce fringeborn, you're not going to be a whole lot. Especially at 15 years, you're the first fringeborn, more or less at that point. You know, so there's not a whole lot of you. Um, 
you may even be, uh, we were talking about various things, but you may actually be put together as a team. Yeah. Train, train together, work together, live together. Heck, maybe even fall in love with each other. Never know. But you're a team. And the main purpose is for you to grow up working together. Now, maybe years later, you may break up and join other teams. But, hey, you're working together as a team. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah, that's true. But, yes, but right now you're, you're trained together as a team. And you're learning how to work together. And, well, part of that is you got a chaperone. Someone's been assigned to make sure you, you kids are, well, when you're going to various worlds for your lessons, because you're not going to these worlds for fun. You're going to these worlds for lessons, which means you need a chaperone to make sure you do your lessons. Some of, that, may, some of it may, be, may look like fun. Yeah. That, that's the point of the, the yeah. chaperone, to make sure no one wanders off. Yeah, and that typically will probably be either a retire. You know, it's fifteen years. You definitely go get some friends with who basically go. I'm, I want to take it easy for a while. Oh, you want to take it easy? We'll put you in charge of the fringe born. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) I just want something that's a bit easier than all this mess. Yeah. Okay, you get to watch this group of kids. What? You may actually get a chaperone. What? <laughs> you may get you may get a person who gets hired as a as a kid minder, a chaperone, what you want to call them, uh, because they're next. They're a teacher. They are they are they are a child care care person. Maybe you know they they you know, they've been teaching school for ten years and now they found they, they got picked up in a sweep and hey you're fringe worthy. Well, I'm a teacher. Depending on the group size. About how big would these groups be? I would say, well, uh, we're, we're talking your standard, any, anywhere from three to six six kids. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot more than that, but we're talking player. We're talking, uh, uh, you know, GM running a game. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's well. Yeah. If you're talking that, that three to six is usually your typical single group in the class. Okay. Yeah. And if we're talking like a typical class size, twenty or thirty kids, mm-hmm. yep. you're you're gonna have a more than a, you're gonna have like three or four chaperones mm-hmm. just oh, to yeah. manage those kids. Yeah. And oh yeah. Because you're going to these various worlds, the chaperones don't have to be from the same world. They could be there could be one from one of the worlds you're going to. Well, I'm looking at it from the point of the GM's sanity of having create multiple characters, uh, sometimes having a single responsible adult NPC uh, is easier for the easier on the GM. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> and you tend to and also to be yeah. it, break it down into a group of maybe six. Yeah, and when you visit worlds, you will have minders. There on each world, there be there be people charged to, you know, watch over the kids and also make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing as well. So, yeah, like oh, yeah. Bureau Thirteen. <laughs> oh, you know full well that the agents in charge of you know. First of all, I got to do what? This is our mission. Our team is does it, and we have to do what? Yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, they're going to make sure that these kids don't alert. Oh, by the way, they're from other dimensions. So the Bureau 13 people are the ones they're really going to have to be on their toes. Oh, by the way, these two kids over here? You know, whatever whatever sad 
whatever sad bunch got saddled with this. Yeah. Oh, and, and the, those two kids over there, they can't take those uh, uh, necklaces off. Why? Uh, kids take necklaces off, and suddenly you have a Demixie and a Blizzniz. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, no. No. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and more like shape change because you just can't do disguise. You have to literally do shape change on them. <laughs> I would like to be ten foot tall sometimes. Well, if it's juvenile, juvenile, he's probably about six foot tall. But anyway, yeah. I would like to be six foot tall sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, they, they have uh, either shape change or 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 yeah. If Tazil maybe may, Tazil might be a. Uh, a disguise thing, just simply you know make him look might like he's human. Be. Yeah, it, it might be, and, yep. and and could pass for another adult within the group. But yeah, I, I, I given yeah. the the given the height. And but uh, also, I'm looking at in 20 years Again. with with nine different worlds, you're going to get teachers. Now you may be talking about a Roman teacher, you may be talking about a British teacher, but you're going to get people who basically at one time or another in their lives. We're teaching kids or taking care of kids, which adds gives you bare odds of you know this having. Also, they may have also by that time discovered, uh, you know, the crystal attenuation, and you can just by playing with the key a sufficient amount of time per year, you can become French worthy. And yeah, hey, you know what? Besides, you know, diplomats and so forth, this gives us some teachers. It's because we got kids growing up, and we want people yeah. to be able to go with them to Teachers other worlds. Teachers and governesses and yeah. child care experts. And, yeah, anything, yeah, any group that has to deal with kids specifically. Heck, even a pediatrician, just because for medical reasons, it'd be good yeah. that if their, their chaperone had medical training. Yeah, and looking to the future, there's going to be more kids. You're definitely going to need teachers who can travel with them. Yeah. All right. Well, it depends well, it, on it really it, depends on crystal how many crystals you find and so forth. It does make a bit more sense. You you get somebody that either never wanted to be an explorer in the first place, they wanted to do something else, or mm -hmm. they're completely they're completely burned out from all the all, all the mess you've gotten through in the first fifteen years. Yeah, uh, this is not the job for the person who is the sole survivor of the team. He's going no. off someplace else to get some rest and re re relaxation. Yeah, <laughs> we're saying we're saying to the business homeworld just to meditate for a while. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, this, but, is, yeah. this is the one that's just but, gotten a bit too overwhelmed with just yeah. how much stuff is yeah. really out there. But, and they want to be a bit close to home. <laughs> but because they are going to be charged these kids, you do want them to have some education skills. Yeah. So the question really comes down to, do you get a Miss, Miss Valerie Felicity Frizzle? Or do you get Edward R. Rooney for, for the chaperone? Miss you know who Miss Frizzle is? Seriously? The magic squad. Magic school bus. Bus. <laughs> And and Edward R. Rooney is the is the is the villain. Is, well, the antagonist in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's the dean of dean's uh, students. Just, yeah, just Jeffrey Jones. Him, your, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just go back to your Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, or, or or actually, a better a better comparison would be since we are talking about Fringeworthy, Minerva McGon McGonagall or Dolores Umbridge. Ooh. 
<laughs> if children Rose was you... drinking, she would spit <laughs> that out right there. I know that well. Yes. Uh, yeah. Or or Gabe Cotter and Walter White. I mean, Walter White was a teacher. <laughs> and he's really yeah. good in chemistry too. If they know who Walter White is, then they have not been watching t- current t- Breaking Bad. Uh, Brian Cranston, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Gabe Carr is my my generation's teacher. Yeah, that was him. You know, you know, and for those who about Dolores, uh, children, there's, there, look up the word. Look up the the word for female canine. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sums her up very yep. well. Okay, I I think we. Oh, Minerva McGonagall with her hand. Yeah, she can mm-hmm. wrangle a room full of kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, Maggie oh, yeah. Smith's character, yeah. Oh, but, yes. oh, I wouldn't want to cross her though. Oh no, no. no. Oh, yeah, and and, and, disp- and since we're throwing out references, there are actually a whole lot of. Uh, I did do a list of various uh, reference, you know, media references. Some folks will get, some folks won't get. Uh, so of course, we you know we're talking uh, from my age. You got Johnny Quest, you know, kids, you know, young kids. Original Johnny Quest, not the reboots. They they suck. Um, uh, the original Johnny Quest, dude. I used to watch those with my daughter. They did not suck. The reboots, the ones that were in like the mid nineties. Yeah, they suck. They weren't that bad. Yes, they were. Oh, hey. <laughs> We're going to agree to disagree. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway, the, go- the and the Goonies. There's the examples of young kids getting into adventures and trouble. Okay. Uh, uh, then for a more recent vintage, you got the Hunger Games, Maze Runners, Otherworld. These are uh, young adult novels that a lot of folks should be familiar with. Then, of course, you know Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. Though so I think anyone wants to run, run those. About, and you want to talk about dealing with alien beings, animorphs. Yes. Yep. Yes, and where and, some like you, some don't. <laughs> and if that, yeah, okay, yeah. or even more recent a young adult series, Stranger Things. No, oh, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I have gotten into that and don't want to. No, ET is also in there too. Yes, ET. Uh, I'm just picking. I'm just picking, and I was picking you guys to add your own. These ones I I was able to think of. Uh, may, you know, uh, from the anime world, Made in the Abyss, Naruto, Hack Sign series, Sword Art Online, and of course, Pokemon. Let's yeah. see. From the comic books, we'd have Teen Titans or Young Justice, depending on what you want. The oh. New Mutants. Oh, the Unstoppable Wasp. Nadia Pym is my favorite Genki girl in the world. <laughs> she's actually appearing in other comic books, so she's not quite a one-off. Uh, for for American Western animation, you got uh, Steven Universe, Star versus the Force of Evil, Gravity Falls, and of course Adventure Time. Right, based on the the interactions that they've seen, the, these people should be able to handle things as a team. Oh yeah, I mean, like for like Jason Conrad, the one sample character, he could actually have a, a Demixie friend. Why? He was there when the, when it was born. 
you know, mom, you know, way late aside, you know what? We're going to visit the we're going to visit the the Mixie home world and we're going to get you used to the the spiders, okay? And he's young enough that they might be able to pull this one off. And there he is and this kid this spider comes crawling out of the egg and this is this is wherever the Mixie names are. And he go, "Oh, hi." And suddenly he's got a friend for life. Got eight legs. Well, it's got six legs and two arms. You yeah, know. and they only live thirty-eight <laughs> years. So, I mean, as this kid is just approaching middle age, this Demixie is going to be, you know, the equivalent well, of an 80, 90-year-old man. If he's fringe worthy, going through with the portals, he that may actually live. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we will be around for a bit long. They'll be around for a lot longer. Yeah. Well, the thing but, is with <sighs> with the 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 age reversing of the portals. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen until you've reached a certain adult age. Yes. It slows it down. Like maybe once you hit 19, 20 years old, that's you, when you age one for every 20. I yeah. would say definitely after puberty sets in. Yeah. So yeah. anywhere from what, 16 on. Once yeah. their fringe training is done, once they're out of the fringe academy, that's about when the age retarding the anti-geria factor of the portals will start kicking in and as i said we figured it out you age one year physically for every 20 this is bruce sheffer saying there are a million million worlds out there so go explore them and this is trav there's a reason why it's called gaming it's for having fun gaming on the frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts it is released under the creative commons 3.0 license no commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.